Chapter 19 of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Taunay, translated by James William Wells. Hopes and Fears during the days of his stay on the lands of Pereira, lands which, except at leagues distant, had neither limits nor neighbors, Meyer increased his interesting collection with an extraordinary variety of bichos, especially of butterflies. The pleasure which he experienced in obtaining such a satisfactory result of his labors was so great that on every occasion he expressed it most heartily, a fact that should have been, of itself alone, sufficient to convince the most incredulous of men as to the question of his sincerity. "'Señor Perriera,' said the naturalist, i assure you that in no part of brazil have i yet done so well as on your fazenda i understand you you rascal growled the minero to himself really it is so the only thing that i regret is that your daughter is no longer visible i regret it much i do indeed Perriera forced a sickly smile, and, although clenching his fists and becoming jaundiced with an access of rage, he nevertheless calmly replied, "'Mochu knows this is the custom of my country. Women are not made for—' "'For what?' inquired Meyer, noticing the pause. "'To procerum with anybody.' "'What is procerum?' "'Oh, to converse, to let their tongues rattle.' hastily explained Cyrano. "'Ah, thank you, doctor,' returned Meyer, gratefully acknowledging that philological indication which was immediately entered in his notebook as, "'Procerum is to converse.' "'Very good, but truly it is a pity, Signor Perriera, because your daughter is such a pretty girl.' Hm, "'That bait won't take,' murmured the miniero i see i must never take my eyes off this bichol it is a pity maya repeated two or three times a very great pity indeed certainly this language was not likely to vanquish the suspicions of Perriera. in fact his vigilance hourly became if possible more keen but being concentrated entirely on one person it afforded all the more liberty to the actual culprit to return and visit the ill-guarded treasure yet even so the desired interview was compassed with difficulty for the girl had been so impressed with the termination of the last interview that for some days she had scarcely left her room to write to her was, above all, useless for the simple reason that she had never learnt to read. And, besides, what means existed to send her a note or even a sign? Reasons, therefore, were there in abundance to make Cyrano weary with impatience and nearly desperate with anxiety. Meanwhile, in the open air and amidst the shadowed seclusion of the orangery, he passed his nights thinking of how to solve his difficulties, and searching for an acceptable explanation of those two mysterious whistles, and, above all, of that vigorously thrown stone, 
one so well directed that but for a little deviation of aim it might have stretched him upon the ground on one of these watchful nights of anxiety he had the satisfaction to see at last innocencia's window reopen the poor girl consumed with the tumult of her love had sought relief in an endeavour to inhale with the fresh dew-laden gentle breeze of the sertão night somewhat of its tranquillity so that its peaceful influence might serve to calm the violence of the sensations that so strongly agitated her and who knows possibly to see if by chance he might be there the one who had created so much disturbance in her breast rapid as the flight of an arrow rapid as that savagely thrown stone cyrano flew towards the opening window and covered with ardent kisses the hands of his beloved the cry she at once anxiously inquired the two cries and the stone what of them oh it was nothing cyrano hastily replied it was only a mecawan footnote a species of hawk and footnote and what you thought was a stone was but a noitibo footnote a night-bird and footnote that flew by me and struck against the moonlit wall really she incredulously inquired really i also at first was very much alarmed afterwards i verified that it was nothing but a delusion at night one sees marvels in everything but to me the only one i see is yourself my life my angel of heaven with this madrigal cyrano opened a conversation similar to that of the first night one such as two ardent lovers lisp and coo in the eternal yet ever new declaration of love such as has been repeated over and over again since the days when adam and eve first practised it under the shade of the divine trees of eden the young man expressed some fears that the presence of meyer might produce a possible rival she laughed merrily at the suggestion and jested with spirit yet kindly at the queer figure of the foreigner presently they began to discuss their prospects and lay out the plans of a happy future life now that i know what love is i will plainly tell my father that i cannot marry manicao said innocencia but suppose he objects then will i cry cry bitterly tears will serve no end but i have yet another resource what is it inquired cyrano to die no oh say not that there are yet other means i will tell you innocencia with a grave air interrupted him listen cyrano she said during these days i have learnt many things before this i went through the world as though i were blind and knew nothing wrong in it but the passion that i have for messe is as a sudden flash of light within me for now i begin to see better no one has said anything to me but it seems as if my soul has awakened to counsel me as to what is good and what is evil i know that i ought to fear you as one who can destroy me i know not how it is yet i feel that my honour and that of my family are all in your hands Innocencia, Cyrano interrupted, let me speak. 
Let me explain to you what fills my breast, and then I shall feel at peace. I am a child of the Sertao. I have never read books, neither have I had anyone to teach me anything. If I vex you, pardon me, for I do it unwittingly. I remember a long time ago, when some men and women stopped here, I asked my father why he did not invite them inside the house, as you know is customary with families. My father answered, No, Nocencia, these are abandoned women of gay lives. I was very much astonished. All the better, then, said I, if they are gay and merry, they ought to divert me. They are abandoned people and have no shame, continued my father. I felt so sorry for them, you cannot imagine. Afterwards I went to take a peep at them. Ah, what bad, ugly words they used! How they scolded and quarrelled and smoked and sang aloud and drank aguardente until they reeled and fell to the ground! And it was men who made the poor things like that. Ah, better to die! It seems to me that Nossa Senora ought to take pity on those who love, but certainly to forsake those who go wrong. If there is no other remedy, let us at least remember that our souls, when they have finished with this world, will fly to the starry heavens to their wonder, as in a garden. Were I to die and messe also, my soul would fly through the air searching for messe, searching, ever searching, until found, and then together we could fly to here, to there, sometimes by the road of Santo Tiago. Footnote. The Milky Way, so designated in Portuguese. End footnote. Sometimes descending to this sertão to see where they have laid our two bodies. Ah, that would be delightful. Innocencia thus showed that she possessed an exalted imagination and a pure and elevated mind. Enveloped in her purity, as in a mantle of bronze, she freely and naturally expressed her new feelings and sentiments without reserve. Yet this modest and delicate nature, in a way, so impressed Cyrano, that an invincible diffidence held him a captive before the weak young girl, who, of the mysteries of existence, only knew that she loved. Thus it was, therefore, that he no longer allowed the thought to pass through his mind of leaping through the window, nor of dwelling upon thoughts even less decorous. He consumed the time in bathing with kisses the hands of his inamorata, in the endless chatter of lovers, in protests, in vows, and in forming sweet dreams of the future. "'Tomorrow,' said Cyrano, "'I will cautiously approach your father, get him to talk about your marriage, and then lead the conversation round to myself.' "'My father,' observed the girl, "'is very good, but I am in such fear of him.' Ah, mio Deus, he has such a temper. I have great hopes, nevertheless, replied Cyrano. I shall be very explicit and speak plainly. What I desire is that you may be constant to me. The vague sense of dread that held possession of Innocencia was also fully shared by Cyrano, so much so that when day arrived his courage failed and he ventured not to broach the question to Pereira, although the latter's continued complaints against Meyer permitted ample opportunities to enter upon the subject, 
and, had Cyrano been so disposed, he would have been easily enabled to furnish a theme for the decisive conversation he desired to open. Yet, although the succeeding days passed away one after another without bringing any modification of the state of affairs, sweet hopes yet lingered in the heart of Cyrano. Dreams, picturing a happy life to come, and a happy issue from the tangled thread of doubt and tribulation in which he lived. End of chapter 19